So we have processes that would never allow that to happen. There was, there was, there's reasons why it got to the way it was, you know, very much promised paychecks, promised paychecks, large project. Um, but that would never happen again um, because you put processes in place. I've been following you um, on on LinkedIn, and you share a lot. And you're doing your own podcast, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing quite a bit. Uh, I know about um, uh, your studio and the work that you do since a while. Of course, being in the startup community. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's start by giving people a little bit about. Well, how did you get here? What are some of the milestones that you want people to know to get to know who Chris is? Well, get here. I guess I, I have to first off thank my parents because uh, that's that's a pretty good start for not only having me but my brother as well. Because uh, you know, throughout the uh, the journey in life, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but David and I are twins and uh, I've always no, worked I wasn't together. Aware. That's why wow. the original name was Two Tall Totems because uh, Josephine, who was our third co-founder, wasn't quite as tall as David and I. I mean, we're not super tall, only about <laughs> six foot three. But the whole concept was, you know, is is that uh, when we were trying to find a name, she, uh, you know, we looked at a. Uh, um, you know, some down at uh, uh, Stanley Park looked at the totem pole and said, "Well, it's just like standing next to you two tall totems." And you know, oh, there, wow. there, That's there it is. Actually, from. oh wow, mm -hmm. That's a fascinating mm -hmm. story. Oh, very, very like it is what it is. And uh, then we, you know, got it down to TTT Studio. It's easier to say, and uh, though it seems like no one knows how to say it anymore, it's either Triple T or TTT. They think they're offending me when they say it either way. And I'm like, knock yourself up, man. You know, whatever, whatever way you want to say, it, it's good for me. Um, but as for, you know, I would actually say is that you know one of the greatest moments in terms of you know where I went in in a direction and where I think you know people kind of recognize their entrepreneurial spirit was um, when I started my first startup, which was actually in uh, 1999 during the dot-com years mm -hmm. and um, I used to be the president of the UBC ski club okay ski and snowboard club okay. which is weird because I hate snow I can't ski but it was a, a great oh, club no to uh, you know it was big one of the biggest social clubs to be part of and um, you know we recognized um, that we were selling a lot of tickets at that time obviously UBC can can uh, definitely uh, has an appetite for a lot of tickets to Whistler and all these places and okay. it was the dot-com years and we recognized that hey wouldn't it be cool to sell uh, lift passes um, through the internet because no one was doing it at the time. So uh, myself, my brother, and two other fellows, one one guy I knew from uh, uh, UBC grad school, we uh, um, started uh, a company called liftpasses.com. And uh, though there there's a long story of trials and tribulations that come with that, I would say that I've never really looked back since and have always been, you know, on the path of doing my own thing. And, 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 I, you know, I remember my father when, when I came to the conclusion saying, hey, dad, I'm just going to, you know, I was lifeguarding at the time, just, you know, in university, just lifeguarding. And I'm just like, dad, I'm going to do this. You know, this is, this is something I think that, you know, I need to do. And he gave me the old, hey, I don't know why you'd want to. It kind of sounds scary, you know, not having a pH check and all that. And I just remember thinking, you know, I, I, you know, and I love my dad more than you can ever imagine, but I just remember thinking, wow, we're very different, I guess, because I, you know, the, the, the fear of not having a paycheck isn't there, though I guess it's because I had him to help me. But, you know, that's maybe that's what he what he was afraid of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, since since those days, um, David and I have always worked together. And, uh, you know, to this day, we co-founded TTT together. And, uh, you know, um, I've always found trust and love. And, you know, we've always just worked really well together and then found lots of, you know, amazing people to help complement the team. That's awesome. So 
it's it's funny because a lot of people have this this thing where family if they're not entrepreneurial they might actually say well why don't you get a job why do you want to risk what do you see that happening less often right now i mean with you work with a lot of founders you help them build uh, their their applications the technology mm -hmm. part of their business what are you seeing well personally i think if you don't even try um, to do your own thing initially, especially when you're young and, you know, hey, I went bankrupt. Oh, okay. You know, what, what are, you, are you feeding kids? Are you feeding this or that? It doesn't, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a low point that you're going to bounce back from. I say, go for it. You know, and, and, and it's interesting because I have two children, uh, a 13 and a 14 year old. And I'm like, especially my daughter, um, you know, I, cause she's super smart and really, really witty and hardworking and not saying that my son isn't, it's just, mm. she's very unique in that front. And I mean, I, I, I went for a three hour walk with her on, on Thursday, just to discuss business, just to discuss how do you deal with people? How do you deal with, you know, challenges, um, that, you know, people can respect you for, for coming up for a solution. And mm. I would be disappointed if she didn't follow in my footsteps. Not that I'm saying, hey, I want her to do exactly what I'm doing. I'm not saying yeah. it that way, but I'm saying in the sense of, you know, and, and this is going to sound so bad. This is a very 1960s saying, but, you know, give it to the man. Don't, don't, have, don't have a boss be in control of your destiny. And, uh, you know, you can find happiness that way. I mean, you can find a lot of baldness that way too. But, uh, um, you know, I, I think you really do need to challenge yourself through that, especially when the, the, the tools and the, the culture and the, you know, the opportunity is there. Try to solve a problem and, and you know, maybe you make some money, but I, I, the money isn't really the big thing ever for me. What's, what's for me is creating impact and recognizing it. You know, my, I mean, one of the greatest things... Um, one of the greatest feelings was, and, and this is going to sound a little weird and maybe a little private too, but, um, you know, we gave out some surprise Christmas bonuses this year. And one of, one of our new people wasn't expecting it. And, you know, he, she, because I don't want to give away anything, you know, started just tearing up saying, hey, you just helped me pay off my student loan. And, you know, oh, that wow. to me is the greatest impact. And, and, and you know, and, and it's one of those things I went home and started talking to my daughter about again, you know, is this is better than, than you know, making a million dollars in my mind, because this is creating difference in a positive way that you've steered, you've, you know, you, you help control. Um, and, you know, if we can create impact for, for a large set of people, uh, let that be employees, let that be clients, let that be customers, let that be users, whatever, you know, you're, you're, you're on a path to, to, you know, great things in my mind. So how does this different, curious, how is it different today your thoughts about creating impact than when you first started TTT, did how did that change? And of course, like any like any entrepreneur knows, there's downsides, upsides. How did that change your thoughts about the creating impact? Well, I mean, when I when I started liftpasses.com, for example, I was just sniffing the, the the dollar signs. That was the whole idea to me, right? Like everyone was, you know, making money falling down at the dot com years. And, uh, and then everyone fell down. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't really understand, you know, that people aren't paying me, you know, they're not investing in me because they're investing in me. They're investing in, you know, trying to create something great together. So at the end of the day, there's all these levers and mechanisms that are trying to create, you know, be it a product, be it a business, be it, you know, greatness, be it a, a B Corp, be it whatever. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, what I like to think, and actually, you know, this comes back to one of those things of, uh, you know, my, of my youth, my youth that uh, created is I want to create big things that live beyond me. So I want to create things that it's an ideal or a vision that can outlive me and that people will, will just 
you know, jump on and steer in their own direction, but in a way that, you know, the, 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 the velocity I created is, is surfed behind, you know, I, I think that's more important than, than money. Do you think, not to say that you're old, I am old as well. Is it nope. the subject of, of, uh, of like getting older? Is that, is that how it is like the difference or there is something maybe along the way that you experienced that opened you up to like, Hey, I want, I want this to live beyond me. It's not enough for me to, you know, make money and have, let's say apparent success. Mm. Well, I, I would actually argue, you know, the, this, this, you know, the, the podcast that I do, the afternoon tea one, um, you know, that's a brainchild of our, of our awesome marketing uh, manager, Pauline. Um, but the, the reason why I liked it, for example, is because I've been able to interview a, a lot of, you know, senior and successful people on the journey in Canadian business in, mm. with the premise of helping those who are about to start out, you know, so what we want to do is we want to help the Canadian young entrepreneur have a little bit of a direction so they can get there faster. Um, but I would actually say I even recognized way before, um, you know, my old age, I'm, I am a, a sprightly 47. So I do understand the beard is gray. You're, you're a couple um, of years, you're a couple of years, I'm starting to show you're a couple of years ahead of me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm a couple of minutes ahead of my brother too. So I understand that. Um, but I, I actually recognize back, you know, I'll go, I'll go back to ski club again, uh, at UBC, that I recognize, you know, we created some greatness in the sense of, you know, we had the most members, for example, or we had, you know, that have ever happened, or we, you know, we created a, well, a lot more money than you're supposed to in an account, you know, it's supposed to be a nonprofit at the end of the day, but we did so much greatness. And what I saw when, after I graduated, it wasn't sadness, it was a recognition that I created a path for other people to do the same thing, you know, using these tools that exist. And, you know, coming out of, um, coming out of the time in their life when money doesn't matter, but friendships do. Like I would even argue a lot of the people who are my friends back then are still, um, you know, I consider them the greatest friends because it's all about, you know, we're in the trenches together. We might all be suffering in terms of we're eating macaroni and cheese. Though if I say, if you're eating macaroni and cheese, I'm never suffering. Um, but you know, that, those are the times that you get up at five in the morning and go pick up your friend, you know, because they're they're having a bad day. Like, I, I, I'm sure I would do that for a friend now, COVID be damned, but uh, it, it's not as something that I would, I would take as lightly. Back then, it would just be a, of course I did. Why wouldn't you do that? You know, so. Um, Fascinating. So you, you're an entrepreneur and you work with, with T, uh, like TTT as you have your own, employees and your own team mm -hmm. do you promote as and do you promote an, a spirit of entrepreneurship within the company and how do you do that well yeah we do i mean we have we have i mean we actually have a, um, um, an amazing innovation department uh it's it's relatively new within mm -hmm. um it is run by one of the the greatest hearts and minds uh in Amer, uh who is just an incredible person um, and the only person in the office with me today, which is lucky for me because my dog just loves them and she's been running around with them a little bit. Um, but we, we actually do create our own internal products as well. And that's actually directed through, through Amr. And we do it in the way that, you know, this is for the, I mean, we're, we're, we're a, you know, we only, we, we don't scale so well as a services company. You only scale to the speed of which you have projects. And at the end of the day, you don't want to take too many projects. Um, instead, you want to be selective with your projects because, um, you know, say you scale up. 200%, but then all of a sudden you don't have those projects again. The, uh, you know, we're talking significant payroll problems and mm -hmm. we have one promise to our staff that we, 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 we don't lay off. Like that is a last term concept. Uh, we're, we're blessed in the sense of during COVID, we have not laid off anyone, even those who, you know, might not have 
as big a role during COVID, for, um, you know, people who, you know, at our front desk and people like that, right? That we find different roles for them. And I got to say, that's been that's awesome. a real blessing, like a real blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do also recognize that, you know, we're a candy store. Um, we can create anything. Our design skills, our ideation skills, our, you know, our, our engineering skills, they get, they get sought out globally. And why shouldn't we be the one to put, you know, those who really understand how to, how to solve a problem again. And I'm going to keep reiterating to these words, solve a problem yeah. to create a word. Cause I would actually say that one of the biggest mistakes of my, my youth, um, including the early days of TTT was creating products that didn't solve a problem. It was just creating really cool tech. And I'm talking like mind blowing, awesome tech, but there's no market for mind blowing, cool, awesome yeah. tech. It's just, you know what, if you're on the services side, there's a market for it. Cause people go, Oh my God, if you can do that with an iPad too, you can create my fart app. You know, like that's no problem at all. But if you want to create greatness that scales, you have to really think about how do I solve a problem and then work through that. And uh, we we have through through Ammer, and I can't give away too much secret sauce, but a, a real framework that um, you know we have we have uh, three four MBAs that have been working on here. Um, we're we're very overeducated at TTT, and it's it's part of our it's part of our DNA. Um, and what they've come up with in terms of the framework for product ideation, I, I think will really push you know will push the limits. And I think when people start seeing what is about to be launched by us, they'll understand that you know it really is a um, um, an energy to to you know to the, the people want to be part of. And uh, I know I'm just blessed to be surrounded by these magical people. Oh, super cool. When when do you plan to launch this super secret? You super secret. Well, that, you know what? It's not super secret. That's one of the first things you should know is don't make it super secret because people aren't going to steal your ideas, but they'll compliment them real nice. Yeah. You know, and they'll they'll help, you know, they'll help guide you. Um, no, we're working on a, a project right now that we actually already, you know, announced. And the reason why we announced it is so that we could um, a B test a bunch of stuff. And we got mm-hmm. a lot of great information from that. But it's in the it's in the live commerce uh, world. Um, and I think it's going to make, when I show it to people, everyone's like, holy crap, doesn't this exist? This doesn't exist already. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm in Asia a lot. It exists in Asia. I see it recognized and, you know, and reckoned with, but it's not something that's really in our, in our, you know, our Lex, uh, well, just in our daily lives, like it is Mm -hmm. there. And, uh, I think when there's one that has the, the, you know, the cultural identity around not, you know, being cutesy shopping style of, of a, uh, a night market, which which is a great experience. Don't get me wrong, but I think you have to start with a bit more of a solid, you know, raison d'être for actually selling, um, which is what we're doing. Again, we're trying to call, solve a real problem. Um, I, I think there's a huge opportunity here. You mentioned that a, a few times, and I'm curious. You mm-hmm. talk about solving a problem, which is true entrepreneurship for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you get these uh, people, entrepreneurs who come in, he's like, hey, can you build this product for me? Do you bring, uh, I mean, you and your team, that entrepreneurship kind of approach to it is like, are you really solving a problem? Like, basically, do you turn away business All in a way that, uh, that or, or kind of tell them you're not yet ready for us. Maybe you should go validate it to do that. How do you- All okay. the time. Do you what I call it? I, and I tell it, especially to it? young entrepreneurs, I say this, once a week, okay, in, in, in potential client meetings, is I play this game called wet blanket mode, okay, you're going to hate me for it, but I'm going to be the devil's advocate, and I'm going to throw a whole bunch of crap at you that I already see is going to be a challenge, and if you tell me you don't know, we're not going to build it together, because I'm not taking your mom's investment money 
And then she's going to come back and say, oh, we, you know, we didn't think this through because I want you guys to be thinking everything through. And again, you know, we have, you know, Jose, our CEO, um, Mark, our, our director of marketing, all these guys, you know, MBAs, super, super smart. We've actually hand frameworks to our um, potential clients, especially on the, on the, um, you know, on the startup side so that they know what they need to be ready and mm. what they need to be ready usually isn't what they really think it is. Okay. They yeah. think they have an idea. Someone's going to give them a million dollars. And I will always say that is not something we're going to do. <laughs> and another thing that we have is we actually have a scorecard. So we will scorecard out a project before we determine if we will use it. And that scorecard is very specific to our culture and our, you know, ideals as, as a company, we're, we're pretty blessed. We can, you know, choose which projects to work on. We tend to work on, you know, large enterprise projects, just, you know, more than even startups now. Mm -hmm. And those ones, you know, they start and they don't tend to stop. They just kind of, you know, have new yeah. things and new things and new things. And, you know, you can build, you can build a lot of velocity that way. Um, but, you know, the reason why we don't do startups that don't have what we see is, I mean, they might have chances, you know, roadway for success or any of those things, but they don't have the, um, they don't have good chances of success in, in, in our mind is because we don't want to lose our employees. Our employees are too important to us. And if you build something that's going to be nowhere, like, you know, your mom says, Hey, what have you been building for the last week or the last, you know, the last year? Oh yeah. I built something and it never even launched. Do you know how useless you feel? Like we want to create value. And if you're not creating value, if you're not creating impact, if you're not treating your staff like they're artists, um, then you know what? Then you're just, you're just a, a business that's just, a, a, you know, a mechanic shop that doesn't want to do anything great. And I, and I don't mean that in the sense of mechanic shop. I just mean there's like a dime a dozen kind of a thing. Yeah. You can, you know, you can work with them. And I, I don't know if you can see here, but we have our... Uh, our vision right there on that wall, which is yeah. we... I can't... Uh, we, you can see I, it? Yeah, create, we create software okay, that impacts that a billion is. lives. Okay, oh, and that's that's our that's our raison d'etre for uh, the, the reason that we exist is mm. we want to create impact. So again, it doesn't have. I mean, sales are great, um, but you know, working with par partners that that already have high levels of engagement is really exciting mm. for us, and that is what steers our scorecard in order to create partner you know products with our partners um, because the last thing we want to do is have someone create nothing. And, and we've had very profitable projects where they go nowhere, but the team leaves because they feel unvalued at that point. Mm. You know, I mean, how would you like your, you know, your baby to do nothing? You know, I, I, I totally understand that. So your, is your scorecard something that is internal? You don't share it with the client or you share it with the client? Um, no. Yeah. We, to be honest, we don't really share it because it, it also evolves as, as, as we evolve. Um, but you know, it's, it's certain things that we've, we actually have a, uh, like a, um, a social responsibility, uh, group and some of that's driven through that. So we don't do, um, we don't do drugs. We don't do guns. We don't do you know, tobacco. Um, we probably won't do liquor, um, you know, unless it's, it's, it's in a reasonable way. And, you know, and, and I'm not a prude. I'm not saying that, you know, hey, this stuff, you know, is legal or whatever, because it, you know, it is, and I understand that, but it's just, we want to create value in a different way. And we've determined that we want to steer the ship together in a, in a way that, you know, we all agree with. And, you know, and, and another one that we don't like doing, because we've had, we've had, we've lost a, a member or two based on this, is the odd billionaire comes to us in Canada and they want to create an application that goes around the Canadian medical system. You know, haha, we can semi-privatize this in a very secret way. And we, I've had people threaten to walk if we make those apps. Because it's like, well, you know, the one thing I've learned, we've had it twice, 
they never go anywhere uh, because you know what, you can't fight the system. The, the people love the Canadian medical system here, or at least I would say the good good portion do. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a waste of time to try to fight it. Um, and a lot of people here don't want to be part of that. You know, they had this ideal of Canada, especially because we have so many new Canadians and, 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 and I love being part of this, the new Canadian ceremonies, all of that sort of thing. Um, but, um, you know, we want to be, again, creating good and not knocking down things for the sake of a dollar, mm -hmm. you know, because the greater good is important. You, it's, it strikes me that you that you want to be more than you know uh, a company for like a service for hire thing. You're you you do have a service that is valuable to 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 present, but only if there's alignment and there's vision and you're you're you see where something's going. And that's actually very admirable. Um, curious about. Uh, when you say when you say no to certain entrepreneurs and you know for example i mean do you get the sense because i get the sense from you that you don't just want to leave them and say no we won't handle it you want to also like the kind of personality that i'm getting a sense from you now and also from kind of seeing the post that you do that you're somehow want to mentor and help people beyond even if you yourself can't help them mm -hmm. so how do you leave entrepreneur if you if you leave them with hey we can't do this for you because you shouldn't do this. You should actually do some validation, do that. Mm -hmm. How do you leave them so that they are empowered to not go somewhere and like, oh, I'll give my money to another company that will do this for me. I mean, you're not responsible for them, but do yeah, you help yeah, yeah. them? No, well, no, I mean, the first thing that we always suggest actually is that we just do a discovery session. Mm -hmm. um, now these are ideation sessions. We do them with the majority of our clients, no matter what the project is. Um, it's usually a relatively small engagement with our, um, um, a, a group of TT tiers. Um, mm -hmm from the business design, uh, you know, the family, <laughs> yeah, okay. the business design and engineering side, um, as well as PM, will actually walk through these uh, frameworks and these uh, workshops that are, you know, kind of proven already from, you know, from IDEO slash Google X slash our own smattering um, to really understand the value of a product even before you build it. And, you know, so what I would even just do is suggest, and we like to gate everything. We don't like to say, hey, let's just do a project. You know, hey, that's a $200,000 project. Let's just do it. We never do that because that's scary. What we like to do is um, do this ideation, these discovery sessions first, recognize the business opportunity because we analyze it from the business side as well. And, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a really good example of why it's important to do this is we had this one um, um, co-founder or not co-founder, startup fella guy's incredible young guy he's doing like five different projects at once and now we'd always tell everyone stop don't do that but this guy's like one of those guys that can you know you just recognize like yeah dude you're, you're a musk type of person right i gotta give him compliments where compliments are and he's got he's got capital clearly and he's got relationships to some of the highest people um and he came in with an idea and it was a great idea we love the idea but we're like but we want to do a discovery and he goes no, no 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 i don't have time let's just go straight into you know give me a give me an estimate and i'll just put it in and so we're like oh, okay i don't know hundred and sixty thousand dollars i you know whatever whatever it was and within the but, but we're still going to do discovery and so he paid the very large you know 25 percent deposit the whole bit and in the first two hours of discovery we recognized that everything he wanted to do was illegal because it broke music laws so wow. you know what we hey, thank you very much you know here's your money back you know we we, we don't want to be again we're not here to to take, you know, business isn't so important to us that we want to do things just for the sake of doing things. That's the wrong way. Um, but we just told him, look, man, 
didn't work this time, but next time let's do something together. And you, you buy a lot of respect that way, right? Especially someone like this, because you recognize, well, I mean, everyone should, you know, it's for everyone, but this is a guy that's going to do 15 projects in his lifetime, you know, e easily, if not this year. And, you know, it's something that we want to, you know, we want to uh, be part of that journey because I think that journey is going to bring greatness. And, mm -hmm. and, and again, I think that's what we're aiming for is greatness. You know, you could be, small service provider or you can be one of those companies that people go wow i wish i was part of that journey that's very interesting and i would say you and uh ttt have been part of the startup ecosystem in vancouver you're present in like startup week and uh, other other ventures like i see sometimes i think there were some events even that happened at ttt if i remember all the time yeah, yeah. So, so you, you're present, you're, you're helping. What have you noticed about the process of taking ideas from just an idea to execution? Like from seeing a lot of entrepreneurs who did, a lot of entrepreneurs who didn't, your own team, your own journey. What have you noticed? What are some of the things that stand out for you? It's like, this is, this is what it's like to take something from just an idea to manifesting it into something real. Yeah, well, I, guess, I mean, I guess the first thing is there's always people you can invest in. And, you know, I said earlier that you don't invest people, but you always invest in people. And there's some people that you recognize right away. You know what, you're going to succeed no matter what, because you work your butt off so much. And you and also you recognize when things are failing fast. That's the worst type of entrepreneur is those who don't recognize when they're failing fast. Uh, I've, I've had a couple come to my office and they've been chasing, you know, the same project for seven years. And it's like, guys, technology's changed, you know, like you can't. You can't keep chasing that one idea. You'll have other ideas, um, but you know, recognizing that. But I, I think the big thing is nowadays, compared to even say five years ago, is the tools are so good, and also the the services that you can do. So say say for example, you can um, mm. you can you can pre um, MVP a product. So I, I always like to pre MVP something. Okay. So what you could do is you can use a great service like Unbounce or something like that. And you can create a fake product, okay, that you think might be a good product. And then you, you know, spend a couple hundred dollars on Facebook, create multiple versions of that product. And then you A-B test it to see where, you know, it's picking up with the whole notion that you're going to build this project if, if you have any, you know, feedback. Mm -hmm. But for a couple hundred bucks, you know, you've actually can test out an idea before you've even worked through it. And I think that's really, really, really a great way to, um, to recognize if there's even a market. You know, if you have people interested, well, what are they interested? Contact them, ask them. You know, don't be afraid that they're gonna steal your idea because at the end of the day, it's all about getting it done. And, you know, they probably don't have, like for us, we're blessed. We have all the, you know, the, the talented staff, the, the frameworks, the, you know, the, the, the capacity to build something, you know, budget, all of those things, we have that. Um, other people will probably not have the same levers, you know? Um, so don't be afraid of chatting with people about this, um, make it, get as much feedback as you can. And also most importantly, get feedback from people who hate you because they're the ones who are going to be so blunt about why that's a bad idea, because they're going to want it to fail that you want to hear that. You don't want to hear your best friend go, Oh, that's a cute idea because that's not <laughs> helping you. Right. But if you tell your enemy, Hey, this is what I want to do. What do you think about this? They're going to be shocked that you're asking. And secondly, they're going to be like, yeah, okay. Puckerhead, this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. You're like, great. I'm going to now gate and guard against that. You know, that's that you want, you want those opinions to be out there and to be understood. And it's that's easier and cheaper to do it then than when you've committed designer zeros and ones of programming to it, to pivot out. So ideation is so important. 
It's very interesting that you say that. I'm curious even more now because a lot of entrepreneurs will come to you and say, you know, uh, if only I had the technical ability uh, or I had the money, I know this idea is going to work. All I need is the money. All I need is the marketing. All I need is a tech person. And so I, 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 I try to find, of course, depending on the entrepreneur, what to answer them. What would you say to those kind of people? All you need to do is find people you need to have the full package okay so find those who are not you the biggest mistake that people find is that they find you know hey my twin brother and me you know let's start a business together well the truth is is i do the business side he does the tech side it's really complimentary find those who complement each other hmm. okay because that's 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 imperative and also money is great but you can do it without the money especially because the tools these days are so good okay you can you can hack together things just find find a technical co-founder if your idea is good people will line up behind it you know um the cost i had when i did my liftpasses.com we spent 40 or 60k just on a database diagram okay something that i could do in a day now we spent that much on it because the two you know we had to do it with uh um well just the, the tools were just so you know medieval yeah. Um, but now, I mean, you could have that done just with a piece of paper, you know, and, and, and the, so everything has moved so much faster towards creating products that, um, I say, you know what, the money isn't going to make you successful. In fact, I would even tell people don't go after the money. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty because I don't really do investment in the, in the sense of we don't really need it. So it's not something we go after. We have people that are always interested in investing, you know, in us. And I get that all the time. And it's like, yeah okay you know I, I like steering my own ship i don't want people to tell me all of a sudden hey you should do this or that i'm like great okay i'll buy you out again because i don't want that you know uh, our vision is very unique i think yeah. um but money isn't the most important thing until you need to scale okay once you need to scale then you need the money beforehand people just want to get paid for being an entrepreneur that's that's the last person i would ever invest in personally but it's a pretty common thing is, you know, I just want to be paid to not work and I'll be an entrepreneur. No, 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 no. I'll not pay you to be hungry and I'll get in in the next round. How about that? Yeah, no. That's very interesting. Um, it's, you you kind of, you, you alluded to that is uh, the, that people, the people that you want to invest in and and um, the way you run things as, as, a, as a software business, um, as, well, not software business, but as an, kind of an agency or a company that builds for others. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges you have different than let's say an entrepreneur that's building a company that's building, uh, uh, let's say building something, you rely heavily on people to build, uh, to deliver for your customers and you have the overhead. Mm -hmm. So how did that kind of, how did that change your your journey in TTT as an entrepreneur? being responsible for people because you need them to deliver. But as you said, if the client doesn't come, did you always have, you know, have enough clients, never have like, you know, downside. And what did you do when you had the, like the downturn or sometimes these challenging moments? Oh, I mean, business is always about ups and downs, right? You'd be lying if you said it wasn't. Um, the first thing is, is my co-founder, uh, the amazing Josephine Wong and the handsome David Hobbs, we, you know, at some points just didn't pay ourselves for very long periods of time. We always paid the staff, 
and we would go months without paying ourselves. And that was imperative. And I, I came across a couple, you know, my, my years with Vidya, the bank, as a president of Vidya, which is the Vancouver iOS Developers Industry Association. I come across companies where they say, oh, I would always pay myself first. Like, why would you even consider that? If I had to lay off people, I'll lay off people. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, all of those companies are dead. Okay. And these are good people. I don't mean to say, you know, but that's a different philosophy than ever I could have value in. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, we would always make sure. The other thing I recommend highly is always keep money in the kitty. So we have a float that we have to have guaranteed in our bank. Okay. Certain, um, cause our, our costs are pretty high. Um, you know, I mean, our rent alone is almost 40 K, you know, this is a month. This is, you know, pretty high costs, right? So you want to have a certain amount of money. So you have runway no matter what in the bank and you have to have an executive team that, that trusts and believes in that runway. Um, and, and, but I think that's really important is that, and yet it's also have a team that's ready to invest in it. I mean, we've had it. I don't know if you remember when Wavefront went down, uh, yep. but they owed us $365,000 when oh, they went wow. down and that's a kick in the teeth, you know? And that was, that was, um, if you don't learn from that, you, you're not a good company. So we have processes that would never allow that to happen. There was, there was, there's reasons why it got to the way it was, you know, very much promised paychecks, promised paychecks, large project. Um, but that would never happen again um, because you put processes in place. Um, and I would actually say that the last three years um, and, and maybe even four, and this is where Jose, our CEO comes in. It's all about the processes that you put in place so that you can be lean and mean and understand each other. And when all of a sudden there's COVID and you have to work remotely with each other, it's like you didn't even, you know, it didn't even blink. It's, it's just like, it just happened, um, which is kind of true. But the processes are in place to, 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 to strengthen that communication, understanding uh, guidelines of how we do business, guidelines of how we invoice, guidelines of when we say no. Um, you know, the scorecard, all of these things, they don't happen overnight. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you think it's also steered by your mind and, you know, your learnings, but it's just as your heart as much. And, you know, that's part of the culture of what you do. Yeah. It, that is so true that it's sometimes these, somebody looking at, let's say TTT right now and say, you know what, I want to learn from them. They see mm -hmm. the success that you've achieved. They see, you know, you have the scorecard, you have all of these things say, well, and they're starting right now. And they're like, I should have all of this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a, that's a kind of a false thing because they don't see the journey. Mm -hmm. And do you see that happening with entrepreneurs? What would you like, what can we, what can be said to those entrepreneurs or to people who are looking at things from the end? Like they look at Facebook, they look at Uber, they look at, and they look at it from, from this end of things where things have done and they see, Oh my God, look at all the things they have. They don't see the beginnings. What are some of the things that in the beginnings that, that, People don't know that, hey, this is what we struggled through at TTT. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I laugh saying you can't have it all, but you can have it much faster than we had it because you're going to learn from us because these type of things happen. I mean, I always joke, you know, I used to skateboard back in the day, okay? And I used to have, you know, the Transworld magazine, skateboard magazine, and videos didn't really exist back then. So you learn how to do a kickflip by looking at a magazine. Okay, well, it's a little hard to, you know, see this dynamic or, you know, static shot. And then videos came in and that made it much faster to learn how to do a kickflip and, you know, all of these things, right? So the tools are out there to, you know, and the, and the, and the, the media is out there to expedite things and things like, you know, your, 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 your podcast will allow those people to speed up because they recognize we'll have value more in this than maybe in this. But at the end of the day, it's still, you know, it's economics 100. You still need to have your inputs and your outputs in the right place. It's in the right time for you and your business. Mm -hmm. um, but 
have a mentor. Like we, we one thing that we, we've done great is, you know, set up a bunch of mentors that, you know, can help us along our guided. Um, I mean, we just semi-announced, it's kind of unofficial because we haven't done the press release yet, but I thank them in my 25 days of appreciation, our board of advisors. And our board of advisors are is like, you can't get higher in my mind. You know, we have fellow, a good buddy of mine who was the vice president of uh, the ski club when I was a ski club, he was Trudeau's right-hand man, a dep you know, his deputy uh, uh, policy analyst. And this guy's incredible. And my mom, parents love this guy. Uh, we have, um, you know, my brother's wife, and it sounds funny, you know, my brother's wife, but she's incredible when it comes to operations. Uh, she, she runs huge organizations and she's been with us since day one. And we're really lucky to have her um, help us out, you know, with that. Um, we have uh, Dr. Gao, who's, who's, you know, used to be the head of, of um, Postmates AI. Uh, and now he's uh, one of the senior executives for Alibaba's self-driving cars. Um, and, you know, it, it just, it's just ama amazing, amazing people. Um, we're just lucky. Were these the people that are like, or many of the people that now you're announcing that board of advisors, but it sounds like they were they were always there cheering you on and helping you guys. Mm. So, uh, some 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 of some of them some of them okay. um, some of them. I, I the one thing that was really important to choosing the board of advisors was that they had a relationship with us prior. That was actually because we interviewed. You know, I got some. I was checking with uh, Boris Wurtz. He gave me some really good people to talk to. Okay, mm. and we interviewed them, and they were excellent. And they were clearly just mercenary. Like, they, you know, you can tell, yeah, for money, we'll do it. And it's like, you know what? The heart's not in the right place then. And, and, and again, they were excellent. Like, you know, great ideas right off the bat and the whole bit, but it didn't feel right, you know? So we were, we were, we, we made a point that the first batch would have to be someone that has spent time with us, um, you know, in the has some DNA already inserted, so that you know they 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 want to help create greatness. It's not just about making a business business. They see value in what we're doing. Hmm. And uh, so it it seems like is it is it because you personally value relationships, or if you were to uh, and I'm I'm being a little bit kind of acting ignorant, but uh, is it because you yourself and your team value relationships or where do you see those relationships powerful in kind of helping you move forward as a company? Yeah, well, yes. I mean, we do so much with the community because relationships are everything, okay? Um, relationships are everything. Mm. Uh, you know, I could, I, I would rather be honest with someone and tell them it's not gonna work and still maintain a great relationship with them because they trust me 100%. Um, that's, that's incredibly imperative in our mission. Um, yeah, I was gonna go somewhere, but you know, relationships are everywhere. Yeah. That's not gonna go with. I think, I think that's, that's, that's as it all. Uh, <laughs> and you're now starting your, um, your podcast. Is it, mm -hmm. is it, it strikes me, maybe I, I don't know, but it strikes me like uh, uh, that is not just, you know, just for marketing, like you yourself, mm. having seen that, having seen how you speak about those podcasts, that you're excited about doing that. So oh, wh gotcha. why, are you, why are you excited? And what are you what are you finding out from these podcasts? Well, firstly, it's because I've been doing, you know, at, with TTD, we've done so much in the community, we've met all these people who yeah. have awesome stories to tell. And it has nothing to do with marketing. This is about 
honestly listening to their stories and sharing it because again for me it's about that next generation and and if you listen to all of those people all of them agree it's the next generation need to have some guidance and you know what they don't have the time you know i mean I, we just we just launched one today or published one today it's uh igor Faletsky, okay who just sold his company to salesforce and he's a busy guy he doesn't have time to walk everyone through everything. But if you listen to that podcast, he has got gold in there for a young entrepreneur or an old entrepreneur to listen to and go, that's incredible. Like, you know, and so my whole mission with that was to say, hey, I've got a lot of trust. Um, you know, I, I want to say respect because I respect all of these people in the community because they know I'm not going to do anything, you know, that's going to harm them in any way whatsoever, because I'm here just to, you know, out, out of respect and love for what they've created in our community. Um, and, I, and, and, and the thing that I think is a real blessing is I get a lot of people asking to be on that show. You know, and, we, and we've had to be a little bit selective in the first, you know, little bit because we want it to have, you know, value for people. We don't want it to be marketing. Like that's actually the last thing we want. And we want to do it again with that vision that that young Canadian entrepreneur is going to get value out of this conversation, be it that I'm just goofing around and chatting with a friend or, you know, that there's real, you know, gold in those, in those words. You're rising my curiosity around the, the Canadian entrepreneur. When you say Canada... I, I always say to people when they say, oh, entrepreneurs in Canada, like scarce, I said, I stumble on entrepreneurs everywhere I go. Like there's mm -hmm. so much talent, so much entrepreneurship. What is your take on, uh, I, at least for me, I see a gap between how much talent and entrepreneurship we have and where what's coming out, like the mm -hmm. output. Completely. So it, it, if you, I mean, do you agree? Do you, uh, you're shaking your head. So I, oh yeah, yeah no, well, the big thing, the big thing that's missing yeah. in Vancouver, especially yeah. or BC um, yeah. is the anchor companies. You know, we don't have the big, we don't have the Shopify's or, you know, I mean, you could say we have Slack, but when I talk to Americans, they're shocked to find out Slack even has, you know, uh, DNA in Vancouver. <laughs> um, but we don't have those yet. But Ontario is starting to get them in big numbers, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's going to bleed over here. The thing that that we have right now, be it for good or bad, I'm not, I'm still not sure on that one. Is a lot of the big anchor companies from California are moving up here, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got Salesforce who's buying companies up like crazy. You've got, um, you know, Apple about to open up their big office. You have, um, you know, Microsoft. But my, I would actually say Microsoft is a Vancouver company. They've been here so long. I got <laughs> I got mad. Res I mean, I got mad respect for them. I don't use their tools as much um, personally. But I've got a lot of respect because I think the people that are here at Microsoft really care and, um, you know, really are part of the community. So mm -hmm. they say it's from Seattle. I always say it's a Vancouver company. Um, but we don't have as many of those an true anchor companies that have gone through the journey, had a big exit, and now they're looking to invest in other companies. So we still have to do it a little bit more lean. We still have to rely a little bit more on the government. But I think things have evolved massively in the last 15 years. Um, so that, you know, a little bit more private enterprise is coming up. And, you know, and again, things are getting cheaper as well. So you can, you can go further for less. Um, but I think if we look towards what's happening in Ontario, and, you know, we, we, we hope that a lot of that gravity comes out this way, um, I think some greatness is going to come from that. Um, but that's still missing, I think. What's in your opinion, like, what would they do by having all these companies, anchor companies here? Uh, what would that do for the community, in your opinion? Well, it's just if there's large exits, people have extra capital to play with, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you already made $50 million personally because you were in a startup, you don't go, you know, you, you go and buy a winery, whatever, 
but you also recognize that your talent was recognizing that, hey, I was in the startup and I know what I was doing, or at least, you know, I fumbled along the way. So you are going to put some of that capital, probably, I would assume, towards other startups. So now all of a sudden you have a, a rush of capital that's flowing into the community in, you know, for startups to try to create great things. And, and that's kind of what's missing right now. Um, and, but once that happens, man, look out because the talent here is the number one thing. The talent, I mean, we're, 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 you know, I mean, I hate saying this, but thank you, Mr. Trump, because you made us a great country again, in the sense of we have more immigrants here that are so talented. It's, 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 it's like a gift card, you know, man, it's the best thing in the world. And we might not have the bigger businesses yet, but we got talent that, I mean, I would go to war against Google with, you know, honestly, we, we, we've got some great stuff and opportunity, or great potential here. That's so great to hear from you. And um, what having you grown up in Vancouver, right? I'm like fourth generation, fifth generation Vancouver. Right? You're never wow, going to find people like rare, me. You're very rare, but yeah, I'm as rare as it gets. You know, for people for people that that don't know Vancouver, <laughs> this is very rare to, to oh, meet yeah. a true Vancouverite. Mm-hmm. So, so having seen obviously the city and uh, in different times, where do you see what are the biggest things that people need to know, like to kind of recognize? that where we are right now is like so, so much advanced than before. And what are the key milestones? Well, I mean, the immigration is the biggest part. Uh, Mm. And, and, you know, I, 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 I think it's probably one of our greatest strengths Um, and also makes our restaurants so much better. (laughs) You know, I'll I'll, I'll truly believe that, but, but I think that is a big change. You know, I mean, um, my, my kids, for example, um, my wife's Korean, okay? She's from South Korea originally. And uh, so the kids and I, we speak Korean at home. Um, oh, you know, wow. it's the way to go. But I sent my kids to school to learn Mandarin as well because I recognize that that's the front. Like, you know, I do, I speak French. French immersion is a great opportunity, but I almost never speak French because there's no reason for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to do business opportunities, you have to recognize what's what's in your backyard and, 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 and move that way. Um, but, you know... The big, the big challenge, I think, still with a lot of the, you know, the, the some of the new people in Vancouver, and I, and I remember this because I was at a, a great event during Vancouver Startup Week, maybe four years ago. It was a Scotch event, you know, that was set up by uh, um, by Viv and Caddy, and it was great. It was really close, small, small group um, that just got to test out Scotch and talk about business. And there's one fellow, and I don't want to say names, but uh, he was, he's a pretty, you know big hitter in the, in the American community. And he, you know, had a couple things to drink and he's like, well, I don't understand why you guys say it's so hard to raise capital here. You know, that, that I see more fancy cars than I have ever seen in my life. There is clearly a lot of money here. And I just remember having to stop and go, I don't think you're, you know, before you make that statement, I think you have to understand the culture here is a little bit different. Those fancy cars, that's not money from startups. That's not money from business. That's hidden money that's probably been pilfered somewhere that is never going to invest in anything because it's not sophisticated. You know, this is like, I, I, I don't mean to make it down, but this is, this is money that people are just trying to hide to say, oh, I don't know where this money came from. And you can't run a business on money like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just, instead you end up with, uh, you know, these big problems at casinos <laughs> that, that we have with, <laughs> with money laundering instead. Um, but you know, once that money does become a little bit more legitimized, um, you know, and you have the the second generation that are here that wants to start businesses, and you do see that, that's when it'll start getting more interesting. So, you know, the capital that's here right now, not so sophisticated, but I could see in the next 10 years, that'll be part of a big push. 
uh, a really big push. You know, remove it a little bit from the, the real estate market and the, the fancy cars and all that and put it into something that hopefully, you know, it's a vehicle that'll work for you in terms of, you know, being a capitalist. And, um, you know, here, here's some interesting, uh, interesting times for, the, uh, for Vancouver. That's awesome. So, oh my God, I, I can't believe that, that we, talking to you, Chris, is, is so fascinating and there's so much I want to ask you. Definitely, I'm going to have you again. Uh, and I, I feel like everyone I'm meeting because there's so many, so many awesome people. I was like, I want to have them again and again and continue the Fantastic. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so to conclude this, what are, if, if you were to say, here's, here are the lessons that, that meant so much for you, life lessons or entrepreneurship lessons or just a business lesson, um, what would those be that you think you're looking back and say, here's what I would tell Chris that is, you know, mm-hmm. just out of the ski club. Uh, here's what you need to know. Like, avoid this, do this, do that. Oh, it's, it's easy. It's easy. Work with people you trust and love because it's too, it's a waste of your time to, to, to work with people that are trying to hurt you. Uh, it's a waste of your time trying to say, oh, the great, the idea is good. We should do it. Now there's a million ideas, park it, camp it, cut it off. Tell that, you know, the, the person that, uh, you know, is trying to be overly greedy, that it's not something I want to do, and then go and steer your own ship. I, I, I think that's the greatest thing is, is, is recognizing, find people who are not greedy, that don't go, oh, I want, you know, more shares unless, you know, unless they're working harder than everyone else. I totally understand that game. But find those people who are always working super hard that you can trust. I mean, I would say to all of my co-founders, if I said, I can't tell you why I need your shares right now. I honestly believe that they would do it right now because I would do that for them. And that is the reason why you want to get out of bed and work because you can trust those people. If you're working with, with people that you feel like, oh, they're just going to steal or rob for me. Well, chances are they are. And also chances are they're going to have very short careers in, 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 in you know, as, as entrepreneurs, because you get burned once that story gets around, man, unless, unless you were the dick. That story gets around and people don't want to work with you anymore. But if you create greatness and also you help people along the way, everyone's going to want to work with you. And, and, and you know what? Your time is precious. So make sure that you create value for everyone and everyone will have time for you too. Chris, that's brilliant. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate that. That's, that so aligns with, uh, with what I say. I say my, my three rules for working and working, like working with anybody is people first. Life is too short to work with people oh, yeah. you don't like. Vision, you have to be aligned. And impact, you have to leave the world better than you found it. We're singing together, man. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for being on the, on this podcast. And uh, I look forward to having you again. Excellent. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. Thanks so much. <laughs>